Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Today, we're going to talk about an extremely important issue that I see happening. The gap between the wealthy and the poor is as big as it's ever been. And the gap's widening as fast as I think we've ever seen it in the history of mankind. The middle class is literally being wiped out as we speak. Today, we're going to get into three things that all wealthy people do that help separate them from the middle class and the poor. So there's three things that all wealthy people do that the average person doesn't. Number one is leverage other people's time. Number two is leverage debt. Use debt to your advantage. And number three, take advantage of the tax laws that are built in for us. Stay tuned to the end as, as we break down each one of these because it's going to be huge value. So all wealthy people use other people's time. And just think about it. How many W-2 employees are out there that work for business owners? And think about this. So somebody gets paid $25 an hour, and then what? We sell their time for $50 an hour. That's literally leveraging someone's time. All the wealthy people do that in one way, shape, or form. It could be through hiring attorneys. It could be through hiring tax consultants. It could be through hiring employees. That's the only way that you're going to get ahead without being able to just charge more for your own time. Think about this. Everybody has the same amount of time in a day as everyone else. The most successful people in the world, they don't do any more work than you do. They don't necessarily work 120 hours a week. They're working probably 30, 40, 50 hours a week, just like you. What they do is they leverage other people's time. We can only make so much money per hour on our own time. So what you have to do is expand and leverage other people's time and utilize that to create more income. Does that make sense? You'll never get ahead by just selling your own time for money. That's the point I want to drive home. So number two, leveraging debt. Think about this. How many years would it take you to be able to afford a rental property if you paid cash for it? The average rental property right now in the United States probably costs around $220,000. How many years would it take you saving 10% of your income, earning $60,000 a year to be able to pay cash for that property? It's not a reality. And so what people do that are wealthy, they use debt to their advantage. So you could go buy that same $220,000 property with 10% down. So basically you put $22,000 down. You could buy the same amount of properties in 10 years using leverage that one person could buy in probably a lifetime by trying to save that $220,000. Here's the other thing about debt. The, the tenant is actually paying your interest rate. So a lot of people are scared of debt, but the thing that we've got to be careful of is just making sure that our payment is never going to be higher than what we can afford if we don't have a tenant renting that property. Almost all wealthy people invest in real estate in one way, shape, or form, and all of them, I guarantee you, use leverage. Here's another interesting thing, and we're going to get into taxes, as I said, but the nice thing about the tax benefits, without going too far into that, whether you leverage a home and you put you know, $200,000 of debt on it, or you pay cash, you get the same tax benefits. So here's the cool thing. If you put $22,000 of your own cash into a $220,000 rental, you're going to get a tax deduction of about $10,000, depending on how that all works. You need to see your CPA because I'm not a tax advisor, but you're going to get the same tax benefit that you would if you had paid cash for that property. 
That's the secret that a lot of people don't realize and understand. So many people are scared of debt. And by the way, when it comes to consumer debt, we've talked about this before. In previous episodes, I talked about credit cards and, and, and bad consumer debt, bad debt versus good debt. But the thing about debt, if you use debt to your advantage, you can scale so much quicker than you'd ever be able to paying cash. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So the last part, taxes. So many people are scared of the IRS and tax audits and most CPAs and accountants, tax advisors, H&R Block, most of them are scared to get into an audit. They don't wanna spend the time fighting with the IRS around an audit, but here's the thing. The best tax accountants in the world, including one of my mentors, Tom Wheelwright, they talk about how the IRS is a set of incentives that the government has written to incentivize business owners, real estate investors, people all over to do what the government wants. What does the government want? They want us buying new trucks. They want us investing in rental properties. They want us investing in commercial buildings. That's why the tax code is so lenient and forgiving toward real estate investors and business owners. If you think about this, there's a thing called depreciation, and so we'll keep it simple, when it comes to like trucks and equipment. You can write off your truck uh, that you bought for a plumbing company, let's say, or even if you've got a landscaping company, whatever, you can write that truck off generally over seven years. There's ways to actually accelerate that, but you could write that truck off over seven years. And so let's just say it's a $70,000 truck. Every year you get a $10,000, I'm not gonna say tax credit, but just for ease of conversation, let's call it a tax credit. It's not really a tax credit. It's a depreciation credit. And what the government's thinking, this is why they incentivize us with depreciation. They're thinking that if they give you $10,000 of tax back and you put that into a depreciation account, then seven years later, you would be able to buy that same vehicle in cash. That's the purpose behind it. But we as business owners can utilize that to decrease our taxable income, make more money, pay less in taxes. It's kind of funny because in the previous election, everybody was talking about Warren Buffett and how he said his secretary pays more in taxes than he does. And that might be true from a percentage basis, but I guarantee you dollar for dollar, his secretary didn't pay more in taxes. And then you talk about Donald Trump, right? Everybody's up in arms about, hey, he doesn't pay anything in taxes. Well, he made a joke in the last uh, um, election cycle where he said it's because he's smart. Well, the thing is, that's the government's incentive. It's not breaking the law. It's not finding a loophole. It's none of that. The government has actually incentivized us. Congress has incentivized us to take advantage of the tax law, and they want us reinvesting in jobs, real estate, providing housing, buying more vehicles. That stimulates the economy. And all in all, those are the reasons why the wealthy keeps getting wealthier and the poor are getting poorer. If you found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.